Hello and welcome back to Thunder Talk. I'm your host, Bobby Howard. With me today, Ford Brandon, and um, there's no basketball. Yeah, fuck this. Where's the basketball? <laughs> uh, li- literally last time you heard us, we were talking about how excited we were to see the end of the season, and what the fuck is this shit? Dude. Seriously. <laughs> big oof. Big oof. Big oof. <laughs> the biggest the, the, of oofs. The only thing worse is in our Dallas Renegades podcast, we've made jokes about the coronavirus for weeks. And then, of course, it just shuts everything down. Yikes. This is this is, this is is the definition of like playing with fate. And here we are, no sports. So what we're going to do here today, we're going to make it for it. We, we've... We've decided to do something because there's not any Thunder basketball to talk about, really. So what we're going to do, we're going to rate our favorite Thunder regular season games of all time. I'm dropping my top five. You're dropping yours in no particular order. Um, so we have two rules here. Rule number one, we're going to ignore the fact that Kevin Durant is a baby back bitch. <laughs> and uh, James Harden should have just yeah, taken He's in, five. like, all these. So. Yeah, he's in a lot of them. And we're going to ignore that James Harden uh, took a $5 million paycheck, uh, or pay cut for no reason. He, he could have had so many rings right now. We're also going to ignore the fact that coronavirus exists, so we're going to mention none of those. So from here on out, cool. Uh, we're living in a bubble now. <laughs> So, let's talk about our Lord and Savior, Kevin Durant, everyone's favorite Thunder player. Um, Anyways, alright, so, here's what we're going to do. We're going to rank, not really rank, but drop our top five favorite Thunder regular season games. There's a lot of them, so if we missed one, whatever, it's hard to get them all. Keyword, regular season. Yeah, keyword, regular season. Next one. We have a, we have we have some really good ideas for the playoffs coming up, you know, to keep y'all, you know, just to drop some content to keep y'all uh, interested because I know we're all bored as hell, um, and you know, hey, why not? So we'll get into the playoffs okay, we got later. Nothing else to do? Hell yeah, yeah. So we're going to get into the regular season games. So first off, Ford, uh, your first selection of one of your favorite Thunder regular season games. Uh, in our history. My first... See, I can't decide on a number one. I mean, just obviously, drop, just I drop have my top five, but okay, I'll just I'll just pick one, and I, th- I think it has to be... Well, man, okay. Well, the two I'm deciding on, which would just probably be... Just pick a num- game you want to talk about. I know. Well, I'm th- I want to pick number one. Okay, fuck it. Let's do Thunder Mavs 2012. Vince Carter hits the game-winning three. With the pump fake, and he hits the three with about, was it 1.9? Something like that on the clock? Yeah, no. All-timer, this is just after the uh, lockout comes to an end. This was like the first five games back, right? Yeah, it, this is this is like December 28, 29th. Oh, okay. When did but, the lockout start? Here, the, the, well, I mean... The lockout ended in October, well, ended. and the season started on the 25th. Uh, the season started on Christmas Day. So this is, wow. like, real out the gate. It's uh, the first time the Mavs and Thunder met after that. It was the that. fourth game. Yeah, it was yeah. the fourth game after, you know, the season started back up. A rematch of the 2011 uh, Western Conference playoffs. You know, the incredible... 
I, I would probably not incredible. It, it only went five, but the games were pretty good. Um, they were really good. Really solid matchup between the Thunder and Mavericks. We'll get to and, that next week in the playoff. Oh yeah, and you know here we go. It's a rematch, and this one has has plenty of juicy, juicy subtext to it. So the night before, Westbrook has that horrible night against Memphis. I don't know if you remember this one. He was horrible. Yelled at Salvalosha. One of the worst nights of Westbrook's career. We Goes, won, though. Yeah. Go, <laughs> but we at, won, though. The the very next night against uh, Dallas, terrible, terrible. Another bad game. Goes to the free throw line to for some important free throws. The entire the, the entire crowd chants, you know, Russell, Russell, sinks both. That is the moment for me that really bonded Oklahoma City and Westbrook together. That moment. Yeah, I, I think that was really the moment where it's like, hey, no matter what you have going on, we got your back. Mm-hmm. And not only that, the game was pretty damn good, too. So like you mentioned, Vince Carter goes down, yeah. hits a three that should be the go-away you know, shot. But Prime Kevin Durant... Time, 1.9 left. And uh, uh, who, in, who in, was it Cephalosha who inbounded the ball? I think so. Yeah, I, I can't really remember. the ball. Kevin Durant takes a deep th- – it was hash mark three, fading away, drains it at the buzzer, crowd goes fucking wild. Just incredible. And I I remember I was like, all right, NBA's back. NBA's yeah. back. Like this it, is it. Because that was our – now that wasn't our first buzzer beater because his first – or uh, Kevin Durant's first buzzer beater was versus the Knicks. Yes, you know, against Gal- like over Gallinari actually. Yeah, the previous season. Uh, with a very similar play, he – the, uh, Brooks always w- ran that kind of sweep where Durant would cut behind a screen and then catch it on that hash mark and then just pull up for it. Mm-hmm. And that that was always that was his uh, kind of go to for a bit. And yeah. you know, Durant once again delivered. You know, I believe fired over Marion on this time. Mm-hmm. Um, Damn! What, what a shot, dude! What a shot! It, that was, that was like I mean pe- people often consider that the best play of Kevin Durant's career. It's I mean it's definitely one of his career like that. It's one of his most clutch shots, and if you really look at that season, you know he just dicked on the Mavericks. You know the the, the Mavs had a you know they they got their their piece in the 2011 playoffs, but this was kind of that know, revenge shot. He had that he had that game winner there, and then he had that teardrop over. Um, uh, he, he hit that. That was kinda, on Sean Marion as well. Yeah, that right? that floater over Marion and um, uh, in the game playoffs one. that same yeah. year in game well, one. We'll get to um, that. <laughs> we'll get to that too because that's definitely going to be on the list. But that just seemed like a like that seemed like such a tone setter for that 2011-12 season that ended in the, with the Thunder in the playoffs or really the finals. Did. A lot of people expected us to be or predicted us to be the Western Conference champs. Yeah. And so that and was that, kind of valid, validating, you know, that we're real. Yeah, that game that game really set it off and really set the tone for that year. Cuz uh, that 20 that 2012 season was really the first season of the Thunder being an actual elite team, you know, being a championship contending season. So that really kind of set the bar. That kind of let that really put our team, you know, on notice with the league, like officially. I mean, I know obviously, you know, us making it to the Western Conference Finals the year, the 
year prior, you know, really um, showed NBA fans in the league wide, you know, that we can play. But that was kind of the – I feel like that shot really just was like, okay, these guys are for real. It was – I mean, it was definitely um, – Like they're, they're coming for this throne. You know, you had that – I mean, you had that great series against the Lakers, which we'll talk about. And then you had that uh, run we had, you know, to the West – um, the year before, but it was, it was a sign that I agree that this isn't just like a contender. This is like, I mean, this is These the team to it. beat in the West. I think. I think that really made a mark uh, about Durant, particularly. Um, next up, we have. Uh, in case, do you have anything else to say on that one? No, I think we covered it. Yeah, for sure. Um, Next up, we have one of my favorite all-time games, uh, 2012-13, uh, Thunder and the Timberwolves, mm-hmm. um, one of my favorite duels I've ever seen in person in Chesapeake Arena, Kevin Durant versus Kevin Love. Uh, this was... It wasn't all... Andrew's bitch-ass cheering for the Timberwolves because he liked Kevin Love. <laughs> <laughs> Friend of the podcast, Andrew Brown, I, I will say, was rocking a T-Wolves jersey. Uh, He's a big disgusting. Kevin Love fan. Hey, man, look, I, I'm going to say this. You, you can't knock a guy for being a bandwagon or anything when, he, or anything when he's rocking a yeah. Timberwolves jersey. Yeah. I mean, the, the well, guy Blake liked the obscure. The guy wanted to go obscure? I get it. I respect <laughs> it. If you want to rock a Timberwolves jer- jersey in the front row, hey, you by all Blake. means, friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but this game had everything you could want. You know, just th- this is what you want when you want NBA basketball. Two all-stars superstars going at it Durant West or sorry Durant and Kevin Love just hitting three point shots back to back to back to back it, it was it just it felt was, like just big shot after big shot cuz uh uh what was it uh, Kevin Durant hit that three to go up was, was I I can't remember how much time was on left but then Kevin or Kevin Love the other Kevin <laughs> hits that like uh, it felt like he was just—I mean, it wasn't the corner, but it, it was—it was very jam-packed, you know, on the three-point line, kind of towards the the side of the, the corner, and then like the to the middle of the three-point line, and just buries that three with like a second left. And I was thinking, like, damn, I thought we had this one in the bag. There, it was one of those great games where just everything Sorry, was is just going off. Hold <laughs> on, one sec. Shout out Douglas, our uh, third co-host here. All right, Douglas. Um, <laughs> Since you decide to fucking bark at everything. <laughs> oh man, I mean, it, it really was one of those just one of those insane games where it it, it felt like if you if the, if our guy does not make this shot, the game's over. And it, it's 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 hard not to love it. You know, like, this is what you want to pay for when you watch NBA basketball. Um, both guys seem like they couldn't miss. Just incredible overtime performance. Dude, hold on. I, dude, I'm sorry. I got to put Douglas's bark collar on. The guy's fucking going nuts. Okay, you're fine. Hold on.
Sorry about that. No, you're good. But, I mean, let, let's just kind of look at this. So, Love hit a three with a, with a second left to tie the game. Then you just have the, this insane run down, you know, down into overtime. Durant hits a three. I mean, it was absolute madness. Love scored in the first overtime. Love scored eight of the team's 13. He had 51 points. It was their franchise record scoring event. It's incredible. Dude, I, I and mean, then Durant hit the, the tying three in overtime right to go to double overtime with like 10 seconds left. Yeah, no, for sure. It, it was actually a pretty good Westbrook game. Westbrook had 45. He had 45 that game? Yeah, Westbrook secretly kind of like subtly had forty five. I mean, it was a duel, man. Um, so honestly, that Thunder Timberwolves game for me is one of my favorite regular season games of all time. Oh, damn! Douglas is being a bitch. <laughs> We're in true off season mode with dogs all over the <laughs> we place. We really are. Ugh, Douglas had barked all day, and now the guy just decides to go off. Do you think us returning to podcasting uh, ended the NBA? I really hope it didn't. Yeah, Lord, I hope not. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not going to speak that evil into the world. So, uh, Ford, what's your next yeah. uh, favorite regular season game? Dude, I think. Yeah, I think I, you have to go with the Magic, uh, the Magic game in Orlando. To begin, I think it was like the third game. We uh, we went three and zero in two thousand sixteen, the year we lost the Warriors when we were up three one, where Durant and uh, Russ both dropped. Was it like forty five? Forty five plus? It was like forty eight and forty five, and it went to double overtime. And all the Depot hits that three, you know, with like. Six seven seconds left, and then Russ yeah. prematurely hits the half court shot that banks. Well, in. It, it was it was Durant hit the shot to tie, um, which was a, a very crazy you know intense three point shot off a you know, three point play to tie. Then Oladipo hit a shot in the corner to take the lead again, and then Westbrook just chucked a half quarter, nailed it. Yeah, and there was like there was like a couple seconds left, right? Oh yeah, <laughs> he did not have to pull it like right there, and he did. No, but he still hit it. Yeah, I fuck mean, it, he hit he, it. He could have got a way better shot, but you know that 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 is one of the most memorable finishes I've ever seen. Uh huh. And it really makes you think as a Thunder fan, you know what could have been. And people people also forget when reminiscing about that game is that in the first at the end of the first overtime, Oladipo hit that step back three at the buzzer to go into a second. Man, yeah, I, that's that's true. I mean, yeah, people look Oladipo. I know people think that he really started going off when he was in Indiana. That guy had it all along, mm-hmm. and I was so excited to see, um, you know, Westbrook, Durant, and Oladipo play together in eighteen or sixteen. And it's a bummer that you know the NBA just you know like disappeared for a while because I don't know what happened. Uh, after July 3rd in 2016, but uh, whatever happened, we didn't get to see Durant and Oladipo and uh, Westbrook together, which is a bummer, mm-hmm. but that that game highlights to me how deadly that trio would have been. I, I think, you know, uh, the Golden State franchise kind of was disbanded from the league 
at that point. I mean, no one really remembers them for the last, you know, the, the, for the next, like, four seasons. So it, it didn't matter. Yeah. Now, I mean, who knows? Who knows? What we, that, that's really just a mystery of science. They just vanished into... <laughs> it's really an anomaly. Like, no. An anomaly, really. They, they, they vanished into the mist. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what you got? What you got next? All right, my next one. Um, this is a bit of an outside one. So... This probably trends more on favorite rather than best. Um, I'm going to go with the Thunder Raptors game from 2008 in December. This was the Thunder's third win ever. It ended uh, when everyone talks about we were 30 or, or sorry, 3 and 24. This is the three. This is this is the game that, you know, tilted things for the Thunder. Uh, beat a very good Chris Chris Bosch team, um, you know, solid Raptors squad out there, um, and you know I, I feel like from that point on this Thunder team really got some momentum. You know, Kevin Durant started to kind of feel himself as a superstar. This um, you know the the stink of PJ Carlissimo has had been lifted from the team. The, the, the legitimate stench. That man smelled like mothballs. It was horrible. Not just um, his coaching. He actually smelled. He actually smelled. He didn't uh, shower for days at a time. I mean, the team just didn't <laughs> it. He was, he was horrible. <laughs> he was legitimately very horrible. And I think I think when, when people talk about the turning point of that Thunder from just like a pathetic, really, really pathetic squad to, you know, something that, you know, actually had, you know, something to look forward to, I think you look at that Thunder Raptors game, uh, Way way back in December twenty eight uh, two thousand eight, and uh, you know you y- you can see the machinations of a solid team. Desmond was that Mason game at home or was it away? It was at home. Desmond Mason said after that game that he th- he said it felt like they won an NBA Finals and that people would start putting hats on their heads that said three on them because it was their third win. <laughs> Damn, that's kind of embarrassing. Fuck, that's like a diss to your own team, Desmond. Fuck. I mean, I mean to be fair, they <laughs> I, knew. I they can't were... even remember that game, dude. I was watching Drake and Josh. That was like a first <laughs> season. <laughs> I mean, for, here's the thing: they for months, dick. for for months, you know, people on ESPN had been dragging them that they're the worst team of all time. You know, they were they were in comparison to the like, I, I believe at the time it was this. Ah shoot! Who was who was the worst of all time yeah, at, the, the at the time? The, the Sixers. Like, <laughs> the, the Sixers had that had like nine wins. Like uh, then Charlotte beat them out. <laughs> yeah, and then Charlotte beat them. Um, was it during the lockout? Like Charlotte had like four wins. They 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 beat them for winning percentage. Yes. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's pretty bad. <laughs> um, but um, you know, a- after all that horrible time you know just beating the raptors it was a great night at the peak you know uh something that really started something for everyone and you know that's on my list that's a good one very sentimental bobby thank you <laughs> very sentimental <laughs> bobby thank you. um i think i'm gonna go with for my selection is a pretty recent game uh the the year that we had the new big three russ pg and mellow where we're at at Philadelphia 76ers, we continued the streak of beating them since like 2009, whatever that streak was, because um, we only play them twice a year. So we won like what, like 14 straight, something like that. 
something, something like that. Like and with the yeah. triple overtime, you know, Russ had that huge dunk, you know, on the fast break. Steven Adams fouled out. And Joel, this really started the Joel Embiid-Russell Westbrook rivalry. Because remember, like, uh, Joel Embiid, like, waved to Steven Adams goodbye when he got fouled out. And then at yeah. the very end of the game, at the, the triple, which is two playoff contenders, by the way. So it was a very a star-packed match. And then, you know, the game ends, and then both teams are walking off the court, you know, in the, and kind of, you know, congregating in the middle of the court. And then Russ waves goodbye to Joel Embiid and everything like that. It was just awesome. Yeah. No, that was that was a solid one. I, I mean... A lot of good the, the, play from the three stars, which is you know is still very new at the time. I think it was within the first twenty games of the season, for sure. And, and you know, really in that the, the the two years of you know Russ, you know the OK three, and then you know Russ Paul George, that's when that Philadelphia beef really you know simmered. Um, and you know you, you also have a it's not in my top. It's not on my top list by any means, but it was probably one of my favorite Paul George games. The uh, game winner he had in Philly is up there for me. Uh, That's a good one. They had some great battles. Yeah, uh, considering right before that play, Jimmy Butler um, stole the ball from Dennis Schroeder's atrocious pass in the middle of the court. No, I, I love Dennis. He, he's definitely gotten better in Oklahoma City uh, since he's been here, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, well, I'm take he, a, a, he might win six man of the year if they give out awards. I'm, I'm going to take a quick programming break to grab a beer. Ford, say whatever you want to say. <laughs> and the Schooner Blog is brought to you by Trojan Condoms and Spirit Airlines. And KY Gel. All right, Ford, what gobbledygook have you been saying out here? <laughs> I was like, and, sp- and the, the Schooner blog is brought to you by Trojan Condoms, Spirit Airlines, and KY Joe. Did you hear that? Uh, <laughs> K- Trojan- <laughs> Wait, and American Spirits cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Did you hear that uh, Trojan Condoms is actually experiencing, like, a, or preparing to experience a pretty large... Um, uh, shortage. Oh yeah, I was like, they probably have a spike in sales. Yeah, no, like Trojan and Durex apparently are gonna run out of condoms in like <laughs> three months. Sorry, man, I don't know what to tell you. I'm all out of condoms. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's uh, that's gonna be a tough time. That's funny. All right, what you? What's the next one for you? Uh, let me take a look. Sorry. I'll do some editing magic on this. All right, next up for me, I got um, kind of a classic for me personally. Uh, that Thunder Nuggets game where Russ bro- broke his um, he he broke his triple double record and had that absolutely phenomenal three uh, to in the Nuggets season actually. Yeah, and. I mean, just. I was waiting you know, for you to say that one. I mean, like Brian's, like Brian Davis said, you know, what a perfect ending to a uh, phenomenal historical day. day, historical day. You're mm-hmm. right. 
I mean, it's yeah. Way to botch it, Bobby. Wait. I botched botched <laughs> the Brian Davis call. I mean, I didn't <laughs> could have said worse. Botched the Brian. <laughs> botched the Brian. Um, but I mean, seriously, that ended a streak of games that. I mean, I, I don't. We've seen a lot of good stuff as Thunder fans, you know, from a lot of great players. But that streak we saw with Westbrook with that that Orlando game, the Mavericks game, I mean you could go down the line. There were the there Utah was a th- jazz game. The jazz game the one was where great. he was at home where he had that fast break, you know, and kind of banked in the and one to go ahead with like ten seconds. Yeah, no, he had like a he had like a three, four week stretch where he was the most unstoppable force in basketball. And no I think I've ever seen a season like it. Exactly. The greatest statistical season of all time. I mean, a, a lot of people try to say like it's some sort of cold numbers thing. Like it's a, a like it's well, a statistical thing. However, like if you watched what he was doing, the man, the the man was unstoppable. I'm just saying this when he was the top three player. It was like Kevin oh, yeah. Durant, LeBron, and then Russ. Without a doubt, I, I'm just saying. I remember sitting on my cat or on uh, my girlfriend's couch watching this, and you know the inbounds going on, and like Westbrook's gonna hit this three. It's the game's over. Like he he has hit this too many times, and this day is too significant for him not to make this shot. And lo and behold, there he is. Mm-hmm. He, he nails it. It's just. I mean, it, it, it was it's like one of the most rem- in the air, like you knew it was going to happen. It was the punctuation to one of the most remarkable things I've seen in my life, and um, it's hard not to think of that game as one of the best uh, regular season games I've ever seen. You yeah, know, and we were bar down, none. Dude. That like, was awesome. They were the Thunder was down like like six or something like that with like a minute and a half left like yeah, coming back you know, like there, yeah, was a, no. there was a large comeback to that game and then when Russ hits the shot that eliminated the Nuggets from the playoffs and so when he hits the shot you can see the faces of everyone in the crowd just being like damn <laughs> like that just happened that just ended our season right then and th- they were going to be the eighth seed that just ended our season right then and there. Yeah. And, then, and they were all cheering MVP. After the game, they were literally ch- – the away crowd was chanting MVP. The away crowd that once booed him because he denied them free queso by swatting a <laughs> shot at the rim. Like, I mean, I mean, I'm just saying, like, the fact that it happened in Denver of all places, who – I don't think there's a crowd that hates Russell Westbrook more than the Denver Nuggets crowd. Uh, it was beautiful. It was poetic. I, I, he, he almost fought that that mascot. Like, <laughs> like on the court, they almost blew down. They, they almost threw that shit down. I loved it. But All right, let's move on to your uh, next one, Ford. What do you got? Okay. This is number This four? is five. This is five, five for me. This is your fifth? Okay. Yeah, this is fifth for me. I got two that are tied, but I think I'm going to – the edge. The edge goes to – Thunder Jazz, 2009, last year. First game back from All-Star Weekend. And Russ and PG dropped 45-43. Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert go off. It was a start. All the stars were playing super well. Two playoff contenders going back to back to back to back. 
double overtime, and then at the very end to cap it, um, Paul George hits that that sky hook floater that feels like it just touched the moon and back. Just flies over Rudy Gobert, the defensive player of the year, and goes in with point nine to win. Just an incredible back and forth game to bring the NBA back from a long break. Just awesome. I remember just being on the edge of my seat the entire time. Yeah, that was a great one. I remember watching it from uh, my my uh, good old booth in O'Connell's. Great times. Um, I mean, seriously, I, that's probably my favorite Paul George performance. Um, yeah, lot, de- definitely man. in regular season. It, it was a peak of it was the peak of uh, Paul George's MVP run, I think. Yeah, um, I'd say, and probably the peak of his run in Oklahoma City. Uh, ever from that point on, he kind of got his shoulder injuries and everything. Sure. Things really kind of took a dip after that. Uh, weirdly enough, you can actually listen to us talk about this period of Paul George. Uh, if you really go to the backlogs of his podcast, but. Um, no, but I, I forgot about that too. But still, like really looking <laughs> yeah. at it from a, from this standpoint, hell of a performance from PG. This is this is a game that is. Man, uh, Russ dropped forty three. Give him props too. Oh, for sure. He made him one bucket less. I mean, you're right. I mean, hell of a performance from the both of them. You know, just great. I mean, that's that's exactly like peak Paul George, Russell Westbrook. I still think they had more in the tank, if you ask me. Oh, yeah, they definitely did. I mean, all, all things considered, especially where the league ended up this year, I think Paul George and Russell Westbrook could have run it back. Yeah. Because I but, think by now, Russ would have realized that him taking threes really fucked the team over. Yeah, I uh, I don't know. Like I, he has this <laughs> season. <laughs> Who knows what happened there? I, I guess Tillman Fertitta just screaming at him, I guess. You never know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I, honestly, one of my favorite regular season games in the Russ PG era. So mm-hmm. I'm going to move on to what I think probably – this is tough because, again, we have a lot of them and we have a lot of shared ones. So I'm going to go with probably one of my favorite – this is less of a good game, more of like this is basketball Nirvana and the example of what could have been and what the best form of uh, the Thunder had been. Uh, I'm going to shout out to the 2011-2012 game against the Phoenix Suns in, I believe it was March or February. Uh, Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, and James Harden all had 30 points. A remarkable feat for three players. Uh, we all knew Harden was some special, but seeing that game in particular, I think we all knew. I think we all it started to get the the uh, you know cogs a turning that this <laughs> the cogs a turning like yeah. I mean, here's the thing: a lot of people like to play revisionist history and act Bobby's like Harden living in the 1850s. Apparently, where cogs are a thing. Um, that was the gold rush, Bobby. <laughs> well, I got syphilis, so. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, I didn't find any gold, and I caught syphilis, so. Uh, <laughs> I've was, died of dysentery. I have died of dysentery. But I'll say this: Bobby uh, has caught measles. I really think that people understood what that what that big three could have been like with that, and we saw. 
Th- things just kept advancing more and more with how he looked at Harden. You know, it, it was more like, oh, this guy could be something one day. And then he goes off in the playoffs, and, you know, it, it just... Everything escalated to a point where the man should have been paid his money. And I'm not trying to harp on that. But this particular regular season game where all of them just were in perfect concert. Look, we don't have James Harden anymore. We don't have Durant. We don't have Westbrook. But we have this picture-perfect game where you can always look back on and see how awesome they were together. And see them at their height of their powers. So, you know what? I mean, that yeah, I, that for me that for me has to be one of my favorite regular season games. It was beautiful. Yeah, I understand, dude. I mean, like you know, the being a small market team who just entered the league. You know, it's our fourth season. Like you can, I guess you can't really blame a small market team like that who's fresh into the league. You know, being skeptical of paying a third star. You know, like big money. Like that's eighty million dollars. Like wasn't it four years eighty million? Uh, it was four years. Um, Harden won four years, sixty million. Oh, 60. We're, we're willing to pay him four years. Uh, fifty five. Fifty five. Right? Yeah. Damn. But if you think about that, dude, like it's not even that much. Like, oh no! In, in today's NBA, it's nothing. Think about Harden on his last year of his deal getting paid fifty five. Oh, we know. No, no. I'm sorry. Not 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 fifty five, but being on a fifty five million dollar deal. Getting paid to squat. I mean... Like, he was MVP caliber at that look, point. Look, we, we've already talked enough about the mistakes. I, I, I feel bad for even bringing it up. If our viewer, of our listeners wanted to yeah. uh, hear about the Harden trade, they'd tune into the Bill Simmons podcast uh, <laughs> and just, like, blindly click on one of them. He'd probably bring them up. But what I'm trying to say is this game, this moment, that's one of my favorite Harden-Westbrook-Durant moments. And... Um, Regular season play. That's where I'm. That's where I'm ending my list. So, yeah. I have a couple honorable mentions though. Yeah, of course. Uh, definitely the Kevin Durant 54 points versus Golden State 2014. For sure, that was just awesome seeing our best player. You know, just go off for a career high. Which, by the way, somehow, some way, is still his career high. I don't know how. Like the guy just. Yeah, I mean, the guy's a being, living bucket. How yeah, is he not hit sixty? Way better, you know. I mean, that was his MVP season, yeah, sure. But him, obviously, uh, hadn't reached his, his peak of peaks yet. You know, well, I guess being on Golden State, you know, with the three other All-Stars, it kind of limits you from going off like that. But still, you know, there might be a night where Draymond doesn't play and Steph doesn't play and you can take over. But still, man, like, that's just wild. That his, that, his that man still 54. That man deserves to get a 60. That man should have a 60-point game. It's absurd he does not have one. You know, here's a, here's a question. If Durant doesn't ever... Let's just say he never has a 60-point game in in his career. Can you consider... You you can't consider him the greatest scorer of all time. I, I mean... Feel like you can't. I don't know if that's fully true because he, he could have gotten 60. Well, who cares if you could have, should have, would have. You didn't. That's, uh, I mean, that's also a good point, but... You could have. You had lots of opportunities, too, but you didn't. I think he... Man, it's tough. Because I I really... This is where I hate the Golden State move. I know we we weren't supposed to talk about it, and, like, I swore off talking about it. (laughs) But legit, like, we 
really got robbed of some really fantastic Kevin Durant years by him doing that snake-ass bullshit. That's his fucking fault. (laughs) I know, I know, but, like, I I blame him for that. I I really hate him for that because I don't care if it was in OKC. He could have gone to Boston and have done this. I, I don't care where he went. Just not Golden State because in Golden State he was he wanted to be something that he wasn't. He wanted to be a part of a, a cog of an off of an offense, and that just wasn't going to work. That's not Kevin Durant. And Golden State realized they couldn't push him to that, and Kevin Durant realized that. And that was one of the biggest issues of Golden State's offense down the line is Durant would just take over and it would stagnate their offense. Yeah, but and, they still won two titles. So, I, mean, I mean, yeah, because they're a nu- the decision worked out for him. But for sure, because the they're time, a nuclear weapon. It wasn't fair. Well, yeah, it was four all-stars, you know. That was like two I, I, I digress. and I, the greatest I, I'm shooter of all time. I, I digress. I, I just I think Durant could hit 60 if he wanted to. I think oh, when he no, returns yeah, from his sure, injury, he can hit 63, and I hope he does. Um, well, yeah, Michael Jordan probably could have gone for 100, <laughs> but I mean, he didn't. I don't know if I don't know if Jordan could have gotten for a hundred. Oh, I think. Uh, it, I, well, I think well, he, if he here's wanted to, if he really wanted to, he could have. Well, was playing against plumbers. It's different. No, dude. If Kobe Bryant can get eighty-one, Michael Jordan can get past eighty. Now, the Kobe eighty-one thing is unique because Kobe, Kobe getting eighty-one occurred because they were getting people forget this. They were getting their ass kicked. Yeah, at halftime. They were down like 20. They're down like they're down like 20 most of the game and then they just couldn't stop Kobe anymore. Kobe Kobe like you have to have such unique like situations to be in that position like it 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 was such an outlier, such an anomaly. But also so was Kobe. You know, the, the guy the guy literally just was like, I'm just going to put the team on my back and score. That's the only way we're going to win. And the and the Raptors just had no answer for him. They just kept throwing Jalen Rose's pudgy ass at him, and <laughs> nothing happened. But, man, we, we've gone on some tangents here towards, <laughs> yeah, towards I mean, the end of this. Kevin Durant's titles will always have an asterisk by it, so you know. That's yeah. what makes me happy at the end of the day. That's, Honorable, that's what makes me, you know, cope with it is that he'll always have an asterisk, and 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 most literally most fans agree that you know he didn't you know win those titles on his own. I think we agree with that. Um, Honorable mentions uh, apparently every great NBA game ever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but also, I will say the twenty 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 Westbrook game against the Lakers. Mm-hmm. I think that uh, that to me, you know, it really at the time it was really special with the Nipsey Hussle thing and you know all that. But really, it holds a lot of sentiment to me because it felt like just such a perfect parting shot. Now we look at it from a you know hindsight point of view. It's the perfect way to just wrap up the OKC era, you know, and kind of send uh, Russ off, you know. It, yeah, it, we, we none of us were thinking that at the time. It was just another really great Westbrook moment, but it's it was really a really cool touching moment for everything. It really said everything you need to know about Russell Westbrook. You know, the, the the guy gives his gives his heart out for the people he loves, and you know, well, you know, 
he 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 could do that damn thing, and you know he'll he'll do he'll do historic things, and it's just an all time great moment. I in my mind uh, in Oklahoma City history, and I something I definitely hold dear, and very thankful I saw. Shout out Isaac Bonga for missing that shot. <laughs> I know Jameson. I know Jameson will get that. Shout out Isaac Bonga, um, but you know that's an all timer for me. Uh, another another uh, what's it, what's another good? Uh, I got I got the Russ game winner versus Golden State, which we talked about right before we started recording. Yep, uh, where uh, the about a couple weeks before Andre Iguodala beat us at the buzzer in Golden State uh, in Oakland, and so this was kind of his like revenge, you know, shot, you know, where because uh, Golden State was also on the rise along with us, and uh, uh, yeah, I think Ibaka. Uh, Missed the jump shot. We're down two. Tied a game. Ball's going out of bounds. Tabo Cephalosha dives out of bounds. Saves the ball. Goes back to Russ at the three-point line. Kind of does this, like, sh- uh, shook Harrison Barnes. Does the spin. Pulls him up for three. Joins 0.1. Like, just an incredible, incredible last 10-second sequence of events. That one. And then I think the Kevin Durant, 51 points at Raptors. Or down nine with like a minute left, and then he banks in the three. Derek Fisher hits a three, and then he hits the three with point one left over. Uh, I, for, I forgot who it was. I don't know some scrub on the <laughs> on the Raptors, <laughs> like some dude. But just an incredible shot, incredible performance as well. He hits the shot, and Ibaka puts his arm around him, and he stares into the crowd as they walk towards the bench. Like it was just one of those moments where you're like, damn, like. That guy's the MVP. Yeah. I mean, he was that dude, I tell you. So, what's all I got? Yeah, that's all I got written down. All right. Well, thank y'all so much for listening. Uh, This is a good reminisce period. Yeah. This is is the time to reminisce, really, if there has ever been one. And, you know, I... It's a really tough time for all of us. And, you know, I'm not not trying to get on a soapbox and, you know, sob for your for your ass or anything but you know we all miss basketball so we're gonna try to at least talk about some good times and you know hopefully y'all keep tuning on in and uh it'll be a good old time so we'll get back man we'll get back but for now this will hold it over oh we'll be back and uh yeah well we'll be back to talk basketball we're um yeah we're we're gonna and when it's back we're gonna soak the shit all the way up I tell you I'm excited for it so but I mean um, I, I have confidence that this season's gonna end it'll finish they'll finish the season the right way they'll find and, a way and, and it's gonna be lit it, I I'm not opposed to a March Madness ending where they just like nah, fuck it let's put everyone it. into a March Madness bracket one shining moment can't let's do sh- it let's just shove it in a month before the season starts why not that's another asterisk. You can't. That's another asterisk. You can't do it, because then you didn't. You didn't win the title like literally every other team in NBA history did. Well, you I mean, beat a no other team in NBA history has had a pandemic. Up. What? Well, no, no other team in NBA history has had a pandemic. Like, just dude, you can. What I'm trying to say is like this is like, this is the option right next to canceling the season. You just like be like, fuck it, let's just run it through, play like. I don't know, March Madness, stick everyone together, and let's have some fun. And then, you know, a week from now, go to training camp, and we'll run it back the right way. Nah. 
I don't think you can. I think you got. I think you gotta try and make it as normal as possible. You know. I I don't think any of us know what normal is right now. I I'm also. You, you gotta try and stick to the normal format. I don't know if you saw my uh, idea I had earlier in the um, you know our, our little group text. My propo- my proposed idea is basketball island. Everyone just hangs out at uh, the Bahamas, you know, in Atlantis, you know, close off the entire island. Just make sure everyone is Corona free. Again, breaking rules here and talking about the coronavirus and Kevin Durant. Make sure everyone's (laughs) Corona free and then just have everyone hang out and play basketball on the island. Well, if you did that, look, my main concern is that you need to beat a team Four out of seven games, four times to win the title. Like every other team in NBA history, you got to do it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If you run a basketball island, then you can actually finish the season. Yeah. That's all I care about. Yeah. I think that's probably – I mean, that's the best way to do it. Basketball island with just all the teams, finish the regular season – you know, you, you, you could kind of shrink it because you don't have to account for travel because everyone's living in the Bahamas on your little basketball island. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that's that's my personal idea of things getting better. Mm-hmm. And not only we'll that. We'll figure it out. Well, just imagine, just, in the league. just imagine how fun it would be, like, wall-to-wall basketball, everyone playing in that little... little uh, with a little ballroom or whatever they do for Battle of Atlantis. It'd be fun. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, it's the same stadium that they do the, the pre-college basketball tournament. Exactly. It's not mm-hmm. even really a stadium. It's just like a big ballroom. <laughs> yeah. They put some bleachers in a hotel ballroom. I would love that. <laughs> Dude, you can't tell me you wouldn't tune in for some, like... Kings. Oh yeah, turn it. I, I would. I would tune in for some Kings Jazz at like nine a.m. Hell yeah, I'd be all the way in on that. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Anyways, I I was starting to sign off and then dropped my, you know, Corona idea. But anyways, y'all stay safe out there. Social distance. You know, be safe. Uh, I don't know why you're why I'm trying to be a public service announcer. Don't take any advice from me. Just stay the fuck away from everyone. Get some fresh air if you can. I ain't no but scientist. I ain't stay no scientist. <laughs> but stay the fuck away. It's super easy. <laughs> so, anyways, we'll be back. We have a couple really good ideas for some uh, retrospectives. Some, uh, if you're fond of the, uh, you know, Ringer's rewatchable podcast, we're going to drop a couple rewatchable uh you know, Thunder playoff games, playoff series, maybe. We'll see. Um, got a couple of those ideas going. But until then, just stay the fuck away from everyone, and uh, we'll see you next time. Uh, so, Ford, Peace. anything you want to say before we head out? No. No. Okay. So, for me and... <laughs> no. Cool. So, for me and Ford Brandon, this has been Thunder Talk. We'll see you on, I don't know, the fucking flip side. Whatever. Bye. Bye. <laughs>